Hello, you're listening to episode 5 of Twin Talk MN. I'm Andrew. And I'm Ryan. Before we start, we just want to say two big thank yous. First, a thank you to Josh F., who's been helping us a lot with our podcast. Yep, thank you, Josh F. And also, we just wanted to tell you about this really great podcast called Secrets of Harry Potter Revealed by Ian F. It's a great podcast for all you Harry Potter lovers, and even if you've never even read Harry Potter, you should still listen to it. It's great. Now, let's get started. The NBA season got suspended indefinitely a couple of months ago, and they've started thinking of coming back. Ryan, what do you think? Well, I think it is smart of the NBA to come back because they really want to come back and they really want to crown a champion. They started thinking about playing all of their games in Orlando, Florida. Do you think this is smart, Andrew? Yes, I really do. I believe they've been thinking of playing at Disney World because there are so many basketball courts. And as we know, there are a lot of hotels. Ryan, do you know how many teams will go? Um, I think they definitely don't want all the teams to go because of coronavirus concerns, and also some teams are already eliminated from the class. I think they want the top 20, or top 20 teams from each conference to go, or the top 20 teams overall to go. They're still trying to figure out exactly how many teams will go, but they don't want all teams, but they do want more than just the playoffs. Yeah, that sounds smart. Now, sadly, a couple of days ago, amazing NBA coach Jerry Sloan passed away. He was a coach for 26 years. He was um he went to the NBA Hall of Fame in 2009. And um he had one of the best coaching careers of all time. He won 1221 games and only 803 losses in his career. He's easily one of the best NBA coaches of all time. He was the coach for the Utah Jazz. He coached two of the greatest NBA players of all time and John Stockton, and Karl Malone. Most people don't know that in episode 10 of The Last Dance, the story of the final championship of the um, Chicago Bulls with Michael Jordan against the Jazz in Game 3, Jerry Sloan was the coach of the Jazz. The Bulls dominated the Jazz, winning 96-54! to 54. Yeah, that was a huge landslide. Sloan was super mad about the outcome. It said it is um and it said in his after game press conference, wait, that was actually the score? That final sounds Sloan- like a halftime score. Yeah. Sloan was outraged. He was known by his family as a big jokester. As his players by a great coach and to everyone a great man. And we will remember him as the guy who could not believe that his team only scored fifty four points. Again, we will remember Jerry Sloan, a great person. Now, a couple of days ago, NBA All-Star Paul Pierce said his top five players of all time. He said Michael Jordan, um, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Magic Johnson, Bill Russell, and Kobe Bryant. Many people got very mad that he did not have LeBron James in his top five. Ryan, do you agree LeBron should be there? Um, I don't know. I think it's very close. I'm not outraged either way. I mean, personally, in my opinion, I do think LeBron should be in it rather than Kobe. But I'm, I'm not outraged. I mean, I can see where he's coming from. Kobe really, really led his team. And he played in a different era where it was a little bit harder for people, um, for point guards. And LeBron plays now where 
there isn't enough, there isn't that much competition, but, I don't know, I just think it's LeBron, I mean, he was such a dominant player, when you played him, you were super, super, super scared, and you had to double or triple guard him every time, just to not let him get 35 points off your team, yes, Kobe was good too, but I don't think he was on LeBron's level, Andrew, what do you think? Well, I completely disagree with you, Ron, okay, I completely agree with what Pierce is saying, okay, I agree that, yes, um, Kobe did have a good career. And, Ryan, I do agree that people are very afraid of LeBron. And right now, it's pretty easy to win games. But I'd also say Kobe wasn't just the threat on offense that most people think he was. Okay? LeBron is mostly just an offensive player who shoots threes and dunks the ball. Kobe sure. is known mostly for his offense and sometimes as the sort of a ball hog. But he's still one of the greatest defensive players of all time. That's true. Just his offense was so good that no one even looked at his defense. Even though he could probably go to some of the best offensive players in NBA history. That's true. If you're looking at the well-rounded player, I agree. Kobe's defense is one of the best of all time. But just LeBron's offense was so amazing. I mean, he's so explosive dunking every single game. Going around, up, over, through every single player to just dunk in the basket. Yeah, he was very explosive. Now, something that has been very happy news is that a couple of days ago, Bartolo Colon had his birthday. Now, Bartolo Colon is a very famous MLB pitcher. He has set tons of records, but not all of them have been the good kind. Yeah, he did set a lot of records, but they're not the ones that you really bragged your friends about. He had the most wins of any single pitcher against one single team. He beat the Baltimore Orioles seven times. Man, do I feel bad for those Orioles. Oh, yeah. But the reason is Bartol Colon is currently 47. He's played since he was 20, which is a 27-year career, which is one of the longest in MLB history, if not the longest. Bart is easily one of the weirdest pitchers in MLB history. He's also pitched for the most teams, 11. And he, and as I said before, he's 47, and he wants to keep on pitching. I know, it's crazy. really crazy. And um, he is 285 pounds, almost 300 pounds. And he holds the record for the oldest person in MLB history to hit a home run. He hit his first career home run on May 7th, only a couple years ago. And he is just one of the greatest players, and I think that he should really be recognized. Yes, that is true. Now, let's take a question. Who should the Dolphins, who should the Miami Dolphins in the NFL start after quarterback in week one? Yeah, that is a very good question. My opinion is Tua Tagovailoa. Ryan, who do you think? Well, I think it's obviously veteran quarterback Ryan Fitzpatrick. He has the experience. And right now, yes, I agree, Tua has a lot more reward and has a very good upside. But their team, they need to build better parts around him. I mean, a lot of people know that in college, he got injured three times in only three years. Yes, he had one of the greatest college careers in history. But he got injured so much that it didn't even really matter. Yeah, I mean, that's true. He did get injured, but, I mean, I just feel like in the NFL, you can have such a different career. As you might remember, 
Drew Brees, one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, dropped very low in the draft because of some injury concerns in college. He's only been injured like twice in his whole NFL career, and one of them was last year, and he's had a very long career. And I'd say the Dolphins should definitely start two a week one because they have to build around him, Matt Breida, and Devontae Parker. And you already have an okay defense with Byron Jones and Deontay Hightower. But I'd just say Tua is the future. You have to start the future. Let's make this clear. There's no argument. Tua is the future, but Fitz Matt, but Fitzpatrick is the present. He, I don't think their team is trying to win. He's too old. He's not too old. He's he still is. a great quarterback. No, he, and why are you putting Tua out there? I agree that, yes, you do want him to get acquainted with the players. I agree. But in practice, or once the game is over, you don't want to put him out there and say, you have to risk your body just to make us probably get crushed. Yeah, but I'd say you're saying that the Dolphins are completely out of the playoffs. They are. Um, well, I mean, with the Patriots out of the division... That's probably about... They still have the number one defense in the league, so I definitely wouldn't count them out. No, yeah, I'm not counting them out, but I'm saying the Patriots used to beat up on the Dolphins. I mean, they did lose them the last two seasons in one game. But I'd say the Dolphins might be able to beat them in both games. And then I'd say, with the Bills adding Stephon Diggs, I think the Dolphins are sure to possibly lose every single divisional game and possibly every game of the season. Well, I just completely disagree, okay? They added some great... Like in the draft. Well, they didn't add anyone, like, amazing. But, I mean, with, I believe they had, like, 13 or 14 picks, you can get some pretty good players. And that they is already true. had Devontae Parker, Byron Jones, and Yannick Hightower, and they trade for Matt Vida, and they already have one of the top tight ends in Mike Cassidy. Yeah, I do agree. They have decent parts, but, I mean, they're coaching. Sorry, Brian Forrest is a good coach, but I don't know if he can really bring that coach, I don't know if he can really bring that team up to a playoff team. I mean, why are you putting Tua out there if he's just going to get injured? If you think you have a good shot to win with him and you want him to carry the team in two or three years, fine. But right now, fine. They might win a couple of games, but they're probably not going to do that well. And I'd say you should put Fitzpatrick out there. Get Tua a couple of snaps this year. Next year, get him a little bit more and have them share time. And in two or three years, fine. Put Tua out there as the starter. Yes, I agree. He does have injury concerns. And yes, I do agree that he has a very, very high ceiling. And that he could become a great quarterback. Well, I just think it's too risky. It's too risky. Well, that's your opinion. Sadly, a couple of days ago, Hall of Fame pro basketball player Patrick Ewing came down with COVID-19. He was the number one pick um, to the New York Knicks. He averaged 21 points per game and was a top center in NBA history. Once Ewing got it, he went to the hospital. But... Since we made this podcast a couple of days ago, now he is out of the hospital and doing better. Yes, our hearts go out to Ewing. Today is the birthday of a, a Hall of Fame running back in the NFL, Gale Sayers. He is one of the best running backs of all time, but is mostly known for his one game with six touchdowns. That's crazy. That is the NFL most. Gale Sayers was a great player and had a very good quote that he tried to live by. He said, He does not want to be known as the guy who got six touchdowns in one game, but as a winner in life. Well, I think that's a very good quote. He doesn't want to be known for something that he did in the NFL because that always ends at some time. He wants to be known for working hard and not giving up when things get challenging and striving for his goals 
which he achieved, being one of the best NFL running backs of all time, even though surprisingly he only played for six seasons, not sure why, but he still had an amazing career. He strived for his goals, and he got there. Yeah, that is true. Now, two states in America have said they are going to allow pro sports, Arizona and New York. Ryan, do you think either of these teams will start hosting pro sports? Well, I think they both might. I mean, Arizona has been looked at in great detail by the MLB because, as some people know, every single year, Arizona hosts spring training for all of the Western teams in the MLB, which means they have a ton of baseball stadiums. Yes, they might not be as big as some team stadiums, and they might not hold as many fans or have as many good vendors, but any baseball, as long as there's baseball, I'm happy. Also, it's a good climate where it's hot there, and also it hasn't been it, it hasn't been hit too hard by COVID-19. Andrew, what do you think about New York? Well, yeah, I think New York could host some hockey because it is sort of a cold state. But, I mean, I just feel like it's going to be harder for them than Arizona for baseball because hockey, yes, they do have the Islanders as a good hockey team. But, I mean, they don't really have that many rinks. And, I mean, if the NHL is going to go straight to the playoffs, that's a lot of games Per a couple of days. That's true. And I just don't know if New York can handle that. That's true. Also, New York has been hit pretty hard with the coronavirus. And if I was governor of a state or in charge of a state, I would not want sports. I'm okay if my sports team plays in other states, but I do not want games in my state. Yes, it would be an honor, but no one can even go to them. And all you have is just more people coming. More chance of a coronavirus. If one player gets it and has to be quarantined, they're in your town. They're probably going to infect other people. And if one player has it, they're going probably to give it to all the other players. And then you've got 50 or 60 players in your state that all of the coronavirus. Yeah, that is a really, it's really true, right? Now, sadly, we have reached our ending time. Boo-hoo. Thank you for listening to our fifth episode of Twin Talk MN. And again, a, a special thank you to Josh F. for helping us write this podcast. And also, we really want to try to tell you about this great podcast, Secrets of Harry Potter Revealed by Ian F. Please listen. It's a really great podcast. And our next episode will come out tomorrow, May 31st. So make sure to tune into Twin Talk MN.